0: Code. Your quest starts here.
1: Hey, welcome in everybody to another episode of the Q Code Podcast. Danny, Travis, and Alan here. And we welcome you in. And thank you to everybody who listened to our last episode about which cinematic universe would you or would you not like to live in and if you haven't listened to it you can go back and i mean it's not like you need to listen to that one before you listen to this one because no there's a very there is no specific, continuity
2: <laughs> if you don't know which cinematic universe you're going to live in there's no way you could know what we're going to talk about today exactly <laughs> so but i i know this is like a random thought before we get into our awesome intro question that you came up with trav but you know how we've always called them Q-Coders, which is awesome? I don't know if we've
1: always called them that. Like, we've called them that on Meaning, occasion.
2: our listeners, the Q-Coders. But I also thought, what about Q-Code Nation? No. I mean, <laughs> sure.
1: If we had a nation of Q-Coders,
2: sure. Oh, yeah. We would call them Q-Coder Nation. No.
1: <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. Yeah, uh, we, do, we do have a good episode again every week. But this week, I mean, we are getting into that time of year, it's October, feeling a little spooky, not that this is necessarily like a uh, like a Halloween episode or anything like that, but we're kind of getting into those type of themes this month, and this week we are going to be talking about Bigfoot. Now, a lot of people talk about Bigfoot, but our focus today is not necessarily on what we believe, but... As you'll notice, there's not a lot of pictures and footage about Bigfoot flying around well, out there. There are, well, but not a lot of clear, clear. <laughs> pictures. Let's let's get that clear. Pun intended. <laughs> um, I don't know if that was a pun. Yeah, play on words. Anyway, what um, is a pun day? Sunday pun day. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna be talking about that today on, you know, our Bigfoot real, but and why can we not find them. Just <laughs> where are they? If so like trap said it
2: is. Yeah, it's a little more of a focus on maybe our like reasons that we've found that could explain why there isn't a lot of evidence of a Bigfoot and or just going into kind of our thoughts on the psychology behind Bigfoot, not so much Bigfoot itself and his psychology, but or
0: his or her because there, Their psychology. Well, but yeah, because we wanna... haven't even found one. How are we going to have any Bigfoot psychology? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a course in the psychology for Bigfoots.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they need help too. Marital help. Hey, or I'll
1: have you know. I mean, we before we get in, Obviously, we're going to get into this a lot more. We have a we do have a quick question to get to, but. Um, I think in the documentary that we all watched, they did talk about how somebody was petitioning for their, um, like for big Fe- bigfoot rights. Is that in there, or is that something else? I read. I'm trying to remember. Was that in there? If it was, it was at the very beginning. I can't remember, but somebody, know, yeah, somebody was like
2: petitioning. I think for I remember like something bigfoot, about that, yeah. like
1: rights, like personal rights for bigfoot,
2: because <laughs> like, they should have rights too. Well,
1: yeah, if I mean,
2: just because you have big
1: feet, Trav, (laughs) I have big feet and I I have rights. So, (laughs) but anyway, let's get to the quick question first. Now, this was a question that uh, came to me uh, a little bit ago. My wife actually found this um, through, I don't know, I think it was just a post on Facebook, but it got me thinking and I've thought about this before, but the question is, could you survive if swallowed whole by a whale? So I have the answer and I have a lot of information for you guys, but I'll just turn it over to you first. What do
0: you think? Typically we play the sounder.
1: Oh, we do have a sounder. Yeah, that's right. Let's let's go to that.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
2: So do you like Do you like music, Trev? Yes. Do you like songs?
1: Yes. Do you like whales? <laughs> Would that not be like the same thing,
2: music and songs? <laughs> yes, that was a whale song. Um, so, I bet you loved it. <clears throat> it was wonderful. So, but what I was what I was saying before we uh, did the awesome sounder was um, basically. Typically, Trav, if he would have come up with a question like this, I would have probably gone and researched it. But I asked him personally, I said, hey, do you want me to look into this or is this something you want me to come in blind? And I don't know if you did any research on it or if you came in blind as well. I'm How? blind. Okay. <laughs> blind. Is the best. So, yeah, we don't have any clue the information and the knowledge that Trav's about to drop on us.
1: Well, yeah, so, but I was just curious what your like original thoughts are, like because like when I've thought about it, I mean, you know, like, I mean, we've all seen Pinocchio and he gets swallowed by that
2: giant
0: friggin' That's whale. what whale. it is. Because I was just about to say, like, isn't there some show where <laughs> it's Pinocchio is in a... uh,
2: and in the stomach. in the me I said to you, Alan, just like in Pinocchio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I didn't understand what the hell you were talking about, man.
1: <laughs> but, you know, him and uh, – so Geppetto survives in there for a long time before Pinocchio yeah, he, finds his way in there. He,
2: like, camps out.
1: But yeah. Him yeah, and his so... goldfish and his freaking cat
0: just chilling
1: <laughs> out in that mon- monstro's
2: mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so here is, like, my initial thoughts on – on it, So I thought about it as far as like I just sat there quietly for a moment, and I th- said to myself, What would happen if I was swallowed by a whale? And so yeah. these are just like the few little thoughts or notes that I had to to put down. But basically, I figured if I was swallowed by a whale, the only way that I would survive being Swallowed by a whale would, and, and this is assuming I'm swallowed whole, right? Mm-hmm. That's and what not, I said, like, yeah, swallowed yeah, chewed whole. up or something. But is if something were to happen to the whale, like basically immediately after I was swallowed, so like the whale was like blown up, and I, I, <laughs> I <laughs>
1: <laughs> you just happened to not be blown up with the whale,
2: <laughs> uh, or like it somehow was like disemboweled or something, like within moments of it swallowing me, or something like that. But basically the reason that it needs to be fairly quick is I'm assuming that whales have stomachs that are much like human stomachs, but just bigger, would be my assumption. I don't know. This is why I guess. And if so, I'm assuming it's not like this cavernous area that is depicted in Pinocchio, where mm-hmm. Geppetto's like hanging out with his... He his just got his... He's <laughs> just sitting on his boat. Yeah, just chilling in there. Um... They just wait for him to eat so they can catch some fish. Yeah. So... <laughs> But then I'm assuming I'll have to deal with like stomach acids. So if I'm in there for very long, I will just dissolve basically until I'm just bones. Um, so like this has to happen fairly quickly. Otherwise, yeah, it's, I'm going to just be digested. Would be my guess.
0: Well, and on top of, the, I think before any of that even kills you, you're just going to asphyxiate. There's no oxygen in there. There's well, no yeah, there. and I agree with There's that. A they don't even blow hole. <laughs> But they, yeah, they don't even breathe through their mouth. So it's not like any oxygen could even like maybe get to their stomach. It's the blowhole that they breathe through, yeah. which isn't even. No, connected. and
2: actually, I did think of that too. And that's another reason that I would assume that I would need to get out right away. Um, but with that said, I, not I to guess mention, you, you could have like a throw fire,
0: in, like you guys said yeah, in
2: Pinocchio. You could throw <laughs> in the. It's all uh, you got to do is just make them sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> you could throw in the <laughs> element of like, say you were swallowed by the whale but you were like scuba diving so you had like an air uh tank on and then maybe at that point you could at least survive for a little while still breathing but meanwhile you're just being
0: digested so well then if you're gonna blow holes in my theory i'm gonna blow holes in yours (laughs) Because if you were, a scuba we diver, you were a scuba diver, wouldn't you have on like a wetsuit and all that that's going to protect your skin from the acid? For so long. But even your tank will be eventually dissolved. No. If it Those dissolves, suits, maybe it'll blow up. Wetsuits? Like haven't <laughs> they caught um sharks that they've cut them open and there was like a wetsuit still in their stomach? Maybe. <coughs> Or Maybe. part of a wetsuit or like rubber things. But sharks are fish. We're talking about mammals. <laughs> okay, they still have the same types of anatomy. <laughs> the digestive sharks have stomachs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding.
2: I just tried to throw Alan off. But- <laughs> well, how about this? Why don't I okay. tell you What the story? is the real answer?
1: So, it's got a little bit, but... Um, so back in nineteen or sorry, 1891, there were actually reports that came out that a man was swallowed by a sperm whale. So like, I think when a lot of people are thinking of this, at least in my head, like the largest mammal is actually a blue whale, right? Which you feel that that would be the one that like, if you're going to be swallowed, maybe that's your safest bet. But the I guess sperm like,
2: whale has like a bigger mouth. The sp- right? so yeah,
1: the sperm whale has a bigger mouth, and so that would be like. The ideal one if you were going to be swallowed
0: whole, well, but do blue whales or which don't some whales I think blue whales do, like they don't eat big things. They just like they yeah. have like that. They just weird, suck in the plankton. They have that weird mesh in their mouth, mm-hmm. like a net thing, dragnet type thing that just like <sighs> filters out all the plankton and stuff. Yeah. 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 So you so, couldn't really even get swallowed by that. So, so they're think- sperm whales are the same way too.
1: No, no. Should they eat meat? Just hold on. Okay. <laughs> let's, just, let's just get through this here. So, you know, the reports came out that a man was swallowed by a sperm whale and although survived, he was never the same again. So the story is told that the man, whose name is James Bartley, was swallowed when a whale attacked his ship. He wasn't retrieved until the following day when his crew found and killed the whale. But when they brought it on board, they cut the whale open. They found an unconscious but a very alive James Bartley. However, his face and arms were bleached white, and he was blind, courtesy of the whale's stomach
2: acids. Oh. So he does have stomach acids.
1: As the years went by, though, people began poking holes in his story. Wait, back up
2: a little bit. I apologize. How long was he in there? A day. Okay, so 24 hours.
0: Yeah.
1: So, you know, the questions that they're asking, like, wouldn't the stomach acids do more than just bleach his skin? Like, I mean, he's not the Joker. You know, he falls into a, <laughs> a vat of acid and just has a white face and just a big old smile. Yeah, like that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he comes out with a big old
1: smile. <sighs> Let's put a smile on that face. But, uh, but, you know, because of now, you know, the, the times and, uh, you know, science is a thing.
2: That we have. Science.
1: And uh, which can help us get to the bottom of this conundrum. So here's the story – or here's why the story is most likely a myth. So if you did get swallowed, the first obstacle would be to actually get past its crazy array of teeth. Each tooth is approximately 20 centimeters long, which is about the size of an average chef knife. And they have about 40 to 50 of them. So – like are they sharp teeth? They're though? pretty sharp. They're not like shark teeth. They do come to a point, but they're they're like spaced out too. So I mean, they're probably eating like fish.
2: So they have yeah. stuff. So sperm whales are like gap-toothed. Yeah.
1: Okay. So if you do get past the teeth, you know, if by some miracle you do that, you'll have to make you'll have to make it down the throat. And so not only in that situation would it be dark and slimy – I mean that's flipping gross. You're going down the throat of a whale. <laughs> but there would be lack of oxygen and an increase in methane gas. So as you'd continue your way down the throat, you'd also get the fun sensation of the hydrochloric acid eating away at your skin. So even before you get to the stomach, it's already happening. Which
2: Should they explain it as fun? No, that's what I threw in there. Oh. <laughs> That fun that sensation, sensation of the acid eating away. I was, away at I was you. being a
1: little facetious. Uh, facetious.
2: How do you say facetious?
1: Facetious. Facetious. Yeah, but uh, uh, so as impossible as it seems to make it through the throat, the next stop is the whale's first and largest stomach, because a sperm whale actually has four stomachs. So you go into the first one, and just like everywhere else, you're going to have a bunch of Stomach Stomach acids acids. just eating away. So let's just say that, like, you're just bathing in that for a minute, and then all of a sudden you're just shoved into another stomach and then bathing that and shoved into another and another. There, By the time you're at the fourth stomach, you're pretty much just going to be a pile of bones,
2: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: which at that point you are then just shot out the anus. (laughs) So (laughs) in your little poop submarine? Yep. So, you know, basically – science wise you could not and there's no way that he could have survived a whole day in the belly of a whale. <laughs>
2: okay. So so my assumptions were correct. Yes.
1: But it's interesting to think about, yeah. isn't it?
2: So, do they ever find out what really happened to the dude? Like what how did he get bleached white? Michael Jackson disease? <laughs> and why was he blind? Helen Keller disease? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I have no clue. They didn't really go into that in the <laughs> like was I mean, so he just came and told the story to people himself or yeah, I think so. Hmm.
1: But then again, like he had a crew.
2: So it's like his crew would have to go
1: along with it. It's like, "Okay, guys, we're just going to tell everybody that I got eaten by a whale." I don't know why this is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, I'm going home. But let's just anybody if bleach if anybody tells time, the truth, you're out of a job. <laughs> No more fishing for you guys. So,
2: But, Captain, how would you find me? <laughs> You're blind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> how many times am I going to get just a yes, yes today? I don't, <laughs> I don't know
1: what to say to it. <laughs> <coughs> anyway. All right. Well, there. yeah. So you cannot survive. So just don't be eaten by whale. a whale and you won't have to worry about it. So let's right. move on to our main topic of the day.
2: I went a-walking in the woods one day Met me a Bigfoot And that's it And that's all they
0: say <laughs> Why did it just cut off like that? Met me a Bigfoot <laughs> <laughs> Is that where it was supposed to cut off? I don't nope. know Usually is... You said from 17 to 29 seconds on there. That was 12 seconds. Nope, that was on uh the uh, the whale song. No, that one was... Or no, you said... Yep.
2: <laughs> Don't you fret your pretty little face, Alan. No worries. All right. While you're looking that up to confirm that I'm right, uh <laughs> we'll just get into this. But after- <laughs> it is actually kind of a catchy song because when I was trying to find the sounder, <laughs> I was... I listened to it a couple times to get the the amount of time right yeah and I the rest of the night I was like met me a bigfoot something today <laughs> <laughs> nice We'll see if Alan ever finds the rest maybe we can we can play the rest or something later but
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I did that it's good
2: all right but. As we get into this, so I mean, Trav actually, it was you, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. they came up with the idea of like, hey, let's do a Bigfoot episode because it's getting into October and it's not necessarily like he said earlier. It's not necessarily a Halloween theme, but it's kind it's of like... It's the unknown. Yeah, it's like it's got that mystery, that monster concept oh. to it or whatever. Um, but as we started to look into it and, and I started to research, research a few things, I actually stumbled across a local Utah podcast by the name of Sip Happens. I uh, reached out to them a little bit. Just I listened to their one of their episodes. Their episode 10 actually has to do with Bigfoot. Um, so I reached out to them just to verify, hey, would you guys be okay if I give you guys a little shout out and, and some credit for some of the stuff that I pull from you guys and, and reference on the show. So they said that would be fine so that's what I'm going to do. But if you guys haven't before, it's called Sip Happens, S-I-P H-A-P-P-E-N-S in case you can't spell it
1: (laughs) we never know with you if you
2: can spell it correctly but I'm sure they spell it correctly most other people who have English as their first language know how to spell it um, but yeah, but basically it's these two girls, uh, by the name of Renan and Katie who talk about conspiracy theories and paranormal topics and that kind of stuff. They have episodes from what I saw on area 51, Ouija boards, and of course the Bigfoot episode. But one thing I thought was interesting is at the beginning, and again, we're not going to go into this in depth. If you want more information on it, go check out their podcast, but they did go through the history of Bigfoot a little bit, um, um, and they brought up the point of hey, like Bigfoot is a thing that you see all over the world. It's not just like a local thing, obviously. Like mm-hmm. no matter where you go in the world, people reference some kind of Bigfoot-like creature. Bigfoot, Yeti, yeah. abominable so, snowman, Sasquatch. So yeah. in America, we call it Bigfoot. Yep, or in, Sasquatch in Canada. Is Sasquatch Canada is, is Canada Sasquatch. Yeah. There okay. we go. So Sasquatch is Canada. Uh, Yeti, Alaska. Alaska.
0: <laughs> Alaska. <laughs>
2: yep, that's not part of the U.S. Um, yeah, basically, but it, like Nepal, like the Himalayan yeah. mountains yep. uh, area.
0: Yowie, yowie, China, yowie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I no Australia. Clue. Good day, ah, mate. Gonna go
2: st- up and check out the yowie, eh? Yeah. See, <laughs> that sounds very Australian. Yowie, Australian for Bigfoot. <laughs> Wait, say it, but I cuz I can't do accents. <laughs> I want to hear you say. It. <laughs> you, know what? you did fine, I guess.
1: Yeah, we, Australia for Bigfoot.
2: Yeah. That one. <laughs> yowie. Wait, that sounds like perverse. Yowie. Wait, what? Yowie. <laughs> yeah. Yowie. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just okay. so you guys if yowie. this is your first time listening, sometimes we just get really stuck on one word. <laughs> and and or, <laughs> mostly like or an accent. Because Trav's good at accents. Not all Alan the time. Alan can like, usually do accents, but I cannot for whatever <laughs> reason. And like, I just will start it. Like my accents always turn into like Asian accents. Anyway.
1: Or, but the time that you try and do Asian accents, then it turns like British or yeah, something. Like you can
2: You're not consistent. Okay. <laughs> so, what do you think they call them in Indonesia? <laughs>
0: That's what we get. <laughs> There's absolutely <laughs> no way we can guess that. <laughs> yeah, I'm no clue. We were, you said what do you? What do they call them in Australia? There's no way we would have come up with yaoi. <laughs> so in
2: Indonesia, they call them Orange pendic. Yeah. No, did you think that we were going to be able to even come close? (laughs) I was just curious what you guys would come up with. I figured you could come up with something creative. Like I don't know anything about Indonesia. (laughs) Like I'm surprised you didn't come up with like Indo Yawi. No, I would not have said that. Or Indo Yedi. Or orange because it's in Indonesia. It has to start with Indo or Indo Sasquatch. Indo (laughs) Bigfoot. Yeah, but it's orange pentic and. (laughs) Paganda is the name for it
0: in, just take a guess. Paganda. Uganda. Uganda. Africa. Af- <laughs> Part, yeah, somewhere. Uh, the Africa, Nile. somewhere.
2: <laughs> somewhere in Africa. Nigeria. It's actually Iran. Dang it! But I agree with you. Like, if I would have, actually, if I would have heard Paganda and that's all I heard, I would have probably guessed like China. Yeah. But that's only because of Pagoda.
0: Wakanda forever. Well, I thought Africa. Was... <laughs> paganda. I thought Africa because Paganda sounds like Uganda.
2: Well, that's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I agree. No, you We're guys. are on the same page. I, I agree with you guys. Like that's, but I would have never, I mean, Iran would have been far down my list of things I would have guessed, but yeah. Or, so, I mean, th- that's just. What do they call them in Wakanda? I <laughs> <laughs> don't know. In Wakanda? <laughs> okay. Are you looking it joke? up? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, Wakanda's not a real country he pulls his phone out like I don't know so what do they call him in uh, Wakanda no actually that's not really what I was doing I was pulling up one other thing uh, in reference to like I said go check out their episode on Sip Happens episode 10 um, it's interesting because you actually one of the hosts of that show I believe it was Renan actually has a real life personal encounter with mm. Bigfoot mm. so if you want to hear that unfortunately I don't think. I mean, I've never had a personal encounter. Have you? No, Alan. Nope. Okay. But, I mean, with big, with a bigfoot. <laughs> they did have one other thing that I thought was kind of fun. So, like as we just jump into this, I just want to see what each of our bigfoot names were. So they have like a little chart on their social media that says, "What's your bigfoot name?" So you just give me your month of birth and then the first letter of your last name. June, and C. So, June is Skunker. C is Whoopsalot. Skunker Whoopsalot. That's your name. <laughs> so, Alan, what are you? November Booger. B. So, Booger, Tree peeker. <laughs> Booger, Tree <peeker. laughs> That's yours. That's your Bigfoot name. <laughs> and me, I am September, which is Dodger. Also, B, Tree peeker. Dodger. Dodger, Tree peeker. So, I'm dodging your freaking tree peaking, Mr. Booger. <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, stinky over here, (laughs) skunker. Skunker. He does. He, he, He skunks and then whoops a lot. Advertises it to the world. We won't even get into what happened earlier today, but we will not. We don't have enough time on this podcast to even just in real time portray what happened. All right. So let's get into it. So, as Trav mentioned earlier, We all watched a documentary on Netflix by the name of Discovering Bigfoot. Um, Really, I mean, what's the criteria for me choosing this documentary? I went to Netflix, I typed in Bigfoot, and this was the only thing that came up.
1: You know what? There was – so I watched that one, but there was another actually on there that I don't think you guys missed, and I watched it too. Oh, on Uh, Netflix? Yeah, and it's amazing because it's about this guy – who like goes into the woods um, and he actually does have an encounter with a Bigfoot and you actually see it. He's got it on camera and he ends up taking the Bigfoot home to his family and they name him Harry.
0: Okay. (laughs) He becomes just kind of like a member of the family. (laughs)
1: Stars John Lithgow, Harry and the Henderson. Yeah,
0: was he
2: hanging out with some Henderson family?
1: Harry and the Hendersons. That's probably. I'm going to tell you right now, Harry and the Hendersons is more believable than this freaking documentary. (laughs) (laughs) And I am not a skeptic. In fact, before we get into this, let me just tell you that uh, this this whole episode, the purpose was not necessarily to to portray like our our beliefs. You know, like I'm not going to sit here and and just tell you that you know I don't believe or I do believe but what I can say is that and and what I told you Dan was you know there's just not there's there's a lot of pictures there's a lot of videos but it's all not super clear and so there's still like if it was if if Bigfoot was a fact then we'd know about it but that's the point is that it is not a fact yet it's it's just one of those mysteries out there and there's little bits and pieces everywhere that people are trying to use and say, well, this is evidence. Yeah. But, so because of that, you know, I can't say for sure, you know, that I believe. But, if it comes out tomorrow that somebody finds a Bigfoot and has actual evidence, I would not be the least surprised. Because it's not like I even think that all of the mysteries of the world are already known. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there is, there's a way that Big, f-
0: big foots, big feet. that <laughs> they no, can, yeah, what new- is the plural for Bigfoot, Bigfoot? Well, like new species of animals are being discovered yeah. all the time, like, uh, dare I say multiple per day, but usually when we're talking about that, we're talking about like deep ocean type species mm-hmm. or, or insects, like in the Wait, Amazon or something. Dare like you that. say that? He does dare multiple but <laughs> a day. multiple a day. but you know like we're talking about like tiny little bugs yeah that, and organisms you know, and things and like that, 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 that have that. like a tiny little variation. but in this day, like new species.
1: back forever ago, you know, before technology was a huge thing, or I'll also before, throw
0: plants in there,
1: but you know it's, it would probably be easier to to just you know throw that belief out there and for a bunch of people just be like, yeah, haven't seen it, but you know. Just because I haven't seen it doesn't mean I can't believe it well nowadays I mean you have so many scientists hunters trackers military uh, well, technology and, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say the technology cameras is a a huge part like of everywhere it. like you go on YouTube and you can basically find impossible things caught on tape all the time like people are just in the right place at the right time and seem to have their phone out and you're telling me that not one single person can catch like a non blurry photo
0: of this this beast mm-hmm and so, even with the new iPhone that has three three cameras, cameras. Yeah. hopefully well, you're pairing it with the right that network. Is, that is a meme
2: that's out there. Um, <laughs> but basically, it says maybe the problem is Sasquatch is just blurry. That is true. Oh, he could he just freaking
0: blurry. So maybe we, they are clear. Pictures. He's like the Predator, but instead of invisible, it's just <laughs> blur, blur vision or whatever, blur mode. Anyway, so. <laughs> That's that's
1: only as far as my skepticism goes, just that like nothing has mer- been presented that is like yeah. super
2: believable just because it's not fact. And I think that's how we all th- – I mean maybe Alan's different, but I think he's pretty much the same as me because he's very scientific-minded and very uh, process-thought-oriented as far as that goes. So yeah, I think I speak for all three of us when we say – I think one, we w- it would be cool if they actually came I out. I would love there to be a Bigfoot. Yeah, there is actually a Bigfoot
0: and here's proof of it and, and whatever. Yeah, it would be but- like, to me, one thing I would love more than anything is for Aliens to be real, like, aliens visiting Earth.
1: Yeah, see, but there's so with that. I would be many movies it. about aliens destroying Earth and killing us. There are not many about Bigfoot
0: killing <laughs> us. There's the one about Harry and the Hendersons, and he is the nicest <laughs> creature. <laughs> but, so, I would, I would be all for Bigfoot being real with real evidence, but, like, as much as I want aliens to be real and as much as I think, like, there could be a possibility that aliens are real, have they been to Earth? I would need Facts. I would need like actual evidence.
2: Yeah, and I think that's where we all where we all come down. uh, I mean, the line is basically we're not like disbelievers because we just want to be skeptics. Mm -hmm. We just are. We just don't have a hard any hard hard evidence. So then, therefore, we cannot assume that there really is Bigfoot. So I guess it's more the line.
1: And we'll kind of get more into this, at least in, into some of my thoughts as we as we talk about yeah. this podcast or not the podcast, the, the, the documentary. documentary. So so yeah, tell us a little bit about the documentary.
2: So the documentary, first of all, and I think you guys have the exact same feeling on it, is you get into it and my initial thought is like, is this legit or is this a farce like
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought Is this it like was...
2: a joke or is this guy like really trying to
0: make an actual yeah, documentary? I thought it was <clears throat> satire.
1: Okay, so let me kind of explain to you folks who have not seen this, why we immediately thought that it was satire. I mean, the guy, cause it's, it's, and I also don't know how it made it onto freaking Netflix. Okay. <laughs> because it seriously is like this one dude, he's got a few cameras and he's basically just filming everything himself. And then, um, later on he, he gets a couple of people to join him, but <laughs> he's just, it's almost like he's just filming it with his phone and then he's got, a, he's got maybe like a drone um, that's filming him too. But like first like couple minutes is, is just him kind of introducing himself and and it's got this music in the background. And it's like – <laughs> da-da-dan, da-da-dan. And then meanwhile, this guy is dressed in all camo, and he's just like, action shot, action shot. And he's like hopping across little streams, yeah, and, <laughs> and just running
2: and, and then uh, like jumping down hills, yeah, jumping down hills. and and <laughs> there's, there's so that's like lets. my first note on here is, why does the creator of the documentary interlace a series of shots of him running through creek beds, or traversing a snowy slope, or driving his all-terrain vehicle through <laughs> puddles? <laughs> another one, and then every and he like it's not just the beginning though; it's throughout the entire documentary. Every every few minutes, there's just yeah a like. Like 30 It's a little montage of him, of him doing, doing these, shots. yeah, like running through more Creek <laughs> beds. It reminded
1: like... me of us in high school when we were making all these different movies. And we just wanted and we to just look like, cool. Action, like, yeah. let's just throw in cool music and then I'll just like run <laughs> and we'll put it in slow-mo. <laughs> and that's basically what this was. And uh, what was also funny to me <laughs> was just that he's, he's narrating this whole time too uh and he self-narrates yeah he uh, self-narrates and he's like he's he's telling everybody a little bit about himself and he's like i am a an expert in camouflage and then like there's a shot of just like a bunch of trees and then and and then all of a sudden he pops up in one of those like sniper outfits (laughs) (laughs) and then like it goes to another scene where it's just now in the snow and he Pops up in another sniper <laughs> outfit. <laughs> it
2: was just that that exact scene though with the snow, and I know we're getting off on a side tangent because we're supposed to be talking about Bigfoot, but we're just... yeah, we gotta to talk about this guy. We're just like setting on, the scene, yeah. but like I don't know if you guys noticed it, but it looked like because he buried himself yeah. to blend in with the snow, right? But he was com- his face was just completely. Covered. Yeah, there's no snow, way like, he was actually w- looking like, at anybody. He was, yeah, he was just like, okay, just say action, and then I'm gonna pop up. But then I gotta hurry. It <laughs> like it's so cold, I can't breathe. <laughs> I want to know in those situations, who else, like, is actually filming him because he's
1: like, okay, nah, we're going back out to the wilderness. He's like, no, ah, it's so dumb. Like, I'm tired <laughs> of filming your action shots. But anyway, so I'm
2: glad that we noticed like some of the the same things but that was another question of mine and another reason that is like hard to believe what he was saying all the time is because yeah he says like yeah I go out on my own I'm by myself I mean he makes a point to let you know especially in some of the beginning scenes that he's like by himself Mm -hmm. and he's exposed you know and with that said he will also have shots where he'll call them like different video clips he'll be like this is clip six or clip whatever right and then when he shows it, though, there's one towards the end of the documentary where he's like, I always take this one path when I leave because mm-hmm. they always chase me out. And yeah. I go the same speed. But this time he runs so he can get down to like a blind spot so he can try and capture
1: film. <laughs> his, his blind spot is literally a rock. Like a teeny rock. <laughs> that he has to jump behind.
2: <laughs> and it's like probably like six inches off the ground. Yeah, <laughs> Like you, you still like, can see him. It, it also kind of reminds me of like, like when he did it, you know, like
1: when you're down in the basement and you flip the lights off and you hurry and run up the stairs and then you, like, get in your bed and you cover yourself yeah. in the covers. Like, that's just what, like, reminded me of, because he's, like, hurrying, running down. He's like, and this time I was running fast enough that I can't hurry and get to the blind spot. So he's like, <laughs> 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 he just, like, sits there for a second.
2: Yeah, but then he, like, moves to go to another location to try and, like, because he's like, oh, I'm going to surprise him by backtracking a little bit to try and capture <laughs> film of him, but this whole time he's supposed to be alone, but obviously somebody's, somebody's following the camera
0: because somebody set up a camera at a blind spot. It's not like it's, it's like, not
1: from third or it's not from first person, yeah. It's, it's, it's not a first person yeah. view. It's literally
2: the camera was set up at the blind spot, but then if it was set up at the blind spot, it couldn't have been him because he didn't know some, that he was the camera be right there. couldn't have. I mean, unless the camera has legs. Had something had to pick up the camera and move with him. Oh, and He ran over to the other spot because it wasn't. I yeah, mean, it was like a full on. It followed him over yeah. to the other spot. So I don't know. Somebody I else just, was out there. He was not alone. Yeah. So these are some. And uh, it wasn't
1: a bigfoot. <laughs> so, I mean, there might have been a bigfoot, but there was also somebody yeah. else
2: <laughs> filming him. Unless the bigfoot works for him. And <laughs> <laughs> he's like this whole time. He just had to have you turn the camera around. Okay, action. <laughs> So your Bigfoots and your zombies sound very... Nope, this one's a little bit more grunty. (laughs) So zombie is... Bigfoot, hey, you guys. (laughs) And then Bigfoot's, hey, you guys. (laughs) Okay, so, but yeah, so I mean, obviously that sets up the scene for basically what the whole documentary was about, but I just want to start, just jump uh, into a couple of random scenes where I had some questions that came up, but one was the beginning again, when I said that he is adamant, like I'm all alone. He's talks about how he has his infrared light on. So like you could see light in the camera cause he's using like night vision mm-hmm. or whatever, but you, he would say, he said you couldn't see any. That's light. what
0: one thing that I was going to say is like, when I was watching it, I must've missed him when he said it was an infrared light. And so the whole time he's like, it's so, I can't see anything. It's so, it's pitch black dark. And I was like, there's a huge light right yeah. there. That's on." <laughs> <laughs> and then I found no, but- it later and I, and then I heard infrared and I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, and that's fine. I'm sure that was light. it's pitch black except for this one, light,
0: <laughs> this giant this light super had- bright light.
2: <laughs> um, but this is the whole. This is the whole scene where to set it up for anybody who hasn't watched it. Basically, he sets up three apples on a log. Um, apparently, Sasquatch really like apples. From what you, is what you would gather from this documentary. <laughs>
1: Which That's of one of the few things I yeah. took away. Is that yeah, Sasquatch love apples <laughs> like the Red Delicious, yeah. Granny Smith.
2: <laughs> he even he always carries Delicious. a bag of apples around. With yeah, him. but yeah, he sets Fuji. up these. He sets up these apples, but then. Supposedly, the Sasquatch come, and there's several of them. Uh, from what he's saying, because basically, he's saying like one's distracting him, like the big male that he has to focus on, while another one, and then the one that's just you, like, by a tree, one that's like taking the apples um, from it, and you can see the apples be taken uh, when he puts it in slow motion in the background. But who's to say that it's not just like his friend just hiding behind? Well, the and log. also the
1: Bigfoot are supposed to be such huge people and this log is laying on the ground and all you see come up over the log like is a hand yeah so it's like there's nothing else but this little little hand that's grabbing these apples (laughs) and it's like man if the bigfoot are as big as this dude's saying like they would be bigger than the log (laughs) speaking of logs there's also another scene where apparently a bigfoot hucks an 80 pound log at him (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> and he's like that, was that moment car. is when the Bigfoot hucked an 80 pound log at me and he just like was fine <laughs> It's
2: like yeah so, it, I mean you can see that the camera like it's almost like he doesn't want to break his camera so he has like somebody's like hey drop this log and then he like pretends you can almost imagine him just like pretending to like like shake the camera down <laughs> towards the ground <laughs> And then he like lays it there so that it has like this weird scene of like it's like laying on the ground, but then mm-hmm. he kind of like walks in front of the camera as it, like I was just struck by an eighty pound log. But yeah, exactly, like no damage to him. And anything. it was a very
1: branchy log, like a like you know like those logs that have like the sharp points, break yeah. broken branch things off the like he would have been impaled.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, sorry,
1: we're 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 spending a lot of time.
2: <laughs> but I mean, this pointing is out of, the yeah. the, pl- the holes in in this plot. But I think that's kind of the point of like we're trying to like it's fine if you want to try and prove Bigfoot's existence, right? Yeah. But the fact is, th- if this is the type of stuff that you get, that's why it's hard to believe because he and and the thing is, he goes. To such lengths to try and explain, like, well, we're trying, we're doing this a scientific process, we're doing this a scientific way. He brings on professors who are like PhDs from universities to try and prove to them that Sasquatch is real. And he's trying to like really legitimize his documentary, but in doing so, he leaves so many holes that. It's very hard to believe because of some of these other things. Well,
1: in a sense, like the, the thing that I got from it too is just that although these professors from these accredited universities were willing to at least accept the idea that Bigfoot could be a reality. Yeah, could exist. Could exist. They were still – I mean they're scientists, so they're going to take that path of, yeah, I'm going to need proof. Like a hole in the ground that you say is a footprint is not going to be enough for me to say definitely. But he tries to push his agenda on them. In fact, there is a scene where they're analyzing some footprints. And so here l- – I'll set the scene a little bit too. So they there's a couple of base camps that he takes them to that have a bunch of like – logs or, or like, I guess like tree trees branches that, like that are pushed
0: over into like a t- tp-ish TP tp-ish style.
1: Tp-ish. And so that's kind of like home base. So what they did was they, they put a bunch of apples on this, uh, on the, on these tree trunks and things like that up high. It was like,
2: like literally just kind of parts like stem, <laughs> like sticks or branches of the trees that were broken. The, that they kind of stuck the apple, like shove the apple on.
1: And then, you know, in the middle of the night, apples are gone, you know, when they, when they come back and check it out. And so then the whole point after that is like, they're trying to draw them in so that they can find the evidence of their trails, like, and track them. And so they go back and they look for footprints and things like that. So he's got this professor and they're looking at these possible footprints. Like, I'm not going to say they're not, but there also could not be (laughs) like, I mean, just with what they were. And he's, he's looking at these things and he's like, ask the professor, he goes, So where where are these footprints headed? And the the professor goes, "That's a good question." And he immediately goes, "Well, to the apples." (laughs) So he
2: like has to force feed him the answers. And uh, well, then he like makes him like, "Okay, so this was this was the first step. This was the second step. Where's the third step?" And then the guy would have to, like, look around. It's like, uh, I think this could be a step. <laughs> yeah. He's like, okay, you walk it now. Like, he had him, like, try <laughs> yeah. to recreate... It's like, go put your foot in the it. steps. But the steps were only, like, in, like, a maybe a 10-foot space. Yeah. But then he
1: explained They were that, also footsteps that the professor, who wasn't, like, a big guy at all, like, could just walk in them. Like, the, it's not, like, I mean the stride like you mean. yeah the stride so like my stride I'm 63 you guys are 58 59 right or something like that yeah like
2: 510 11 510 and a half okay
1: so <laughs> you guys are there like not by much but my strides are going to be probably bigger than yours or let's say my wife she's a full foot shorter than I am yeah. so my strides are a lot bigger than hers but so you imagine like this 8 nine-foot beast or whatever they're talking about, their strides are going to be significantly larger than that of a normal human being. And this professor's just walking on them normal.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so it's I'm like... It's not like he's having to stretch yeah. to, to... Well, so
0: it. my issue also with these scenes with the, the uh, professors and the footprints is if you really wanted to get evidence of a Bigfoot and you legit were there and you said, these are Bigfoot Footprints. The last thing you're going to do, which he does, is tell the professors to stick their foot in them and stomp and, <laughs> and be like, oh, yeah, mess up that footprint good. <laughs> so there's no way we can take molds and have scientific evidence later of these amazing Bigfoot footprints, right? Yeah. So he's literally having the professors destroy the evidence that he has yeah. of Bigfoot. Right on the spot. Yeah, I'm like, well, no, you stay away from those footprints. If it was me, nobody would get it within a hundred feet of this area. We're calling somebody. We're gonna right, have a forensic gonna have team tape around it. Yeah,
2: and there that <laughs> reminds me of like another scene um, that he's showing the one professor that like, okay, this is like, I think this is like a child Bigfoot that stepped right here by this log, but you can tell it's a Bigfoot because so much pressure that it ripped the bark right off the side of this yeah. like fallen log, right? Mm-hmm. And stuff. And he's like, see, what happens when I step right next to, like, he stepped in the same location, just, just in front of yeah. it, Yeah. So, like, he could say, show you what happens when a human would step there versus what a Bigfoot would do. And his foot went right down straight to the ground, <clears> just <throat> like <laughs> the hole that was already there. And I'm like, that looks an awful lot like okay. the hole that is already there. <laughs> like, maybe you came here an hour ago and and set this whole thing up. It like the foot. Okay, we're talking a
1: lot about footprints because that's about 80% of the show is them <laughs> analyzing footprints. But there's also another one where he's like, look at this stick. It has a little bit of like mud on it, mud on it which means it was probably submerged in the ground. And it's not a big stick. <laughs> like, if
2: I stepped on it, like, it, it would probably come out of like the ground. It five was five ounces. Yeah, it is a tiny stick. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, I think his whole point was like, it was in the ground. Something stepped here and like knocked it. But yeah, like, what's to say it couldn't have just been a,
0: any animal? Yeah. Really? Like or, a the, or one of the professors. Yeah.
2: Just walking
1: around or him.
2: But he is, he, I mean, I will hand it to him. He, he's entertaining for, if he is like legit, like if this is like a legit thing, he's like really trying to do. He's very like confident in his mm-hmm. skill sets. Because it's around that scene that he goes off onto a long spiel about how he is a very, very trained and very good tracker. He's been doing this for like twenty yeah. plus One years. One thing that got me and that the others, the professors, they're not. So they yeah. can't see the footprints that he's seeing. Yeah. But they're there. Mm-hmm. One
0: thing that got me that was I think in the beginning when he's introducing himself and he's like a trained sniper. Yeah, it was And then he's like he's like Trained tracker by the Cree Nation, <laughs> which <laughs> like you think tracker, you think oh like the Indi- or like the Native Americans were like the, the best Native trackers. <laughs> but it it was it was just hilarious that he thinks that like that's the credential that he needs to put in there. It's like <laughs> the Cree Nation trained me in tracking. <laughs> it's like that's like the most I don't know how to say it. Like in movies, people say that.
1: It's just, he's just—he's just there, been like, watching a lot like of this movies. Is a <laughs> so, I mean, I will say this, and we've got some other stuff that we got to get to um, surrounding this. So we can't spend all of our time on this on this uh, documentary. But the reason why the professors were were actually willing to go out with him is because he has been able to produce some type of actual like like video evidence of something. Now. To me, I mean, I'm not going to say whether or not I believed, it, you know, in what he was showing was true. Like, because there was one that uh, it was like that last shot that he showed of uh, I think this they called the it like where the he blinks. Yeah, where he blinks. Yeah. So it was like and it was a real very real blink. But I mean, to me, that could have been I mean, it looked a lot like a gorilla face. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, and I'm not saying that a gorilla was out there. Like, you could have had a shot from- At the zoo. At the zoo or something of a gorilla just between a couple of trees and staring and then blinks. But then he's got some other um, Sasquatch faces that are in some trees that don't even look anything like that. Yeah. Like, not even the same, even near it. Um, in fact, to me, they look kind of like that guy in Star Wars- um, Oh man, I don't even know his name, so I can't even do it. But he's kind of got like, like the little beady eyes and then like the big old lips. And he's like, <laughs> 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 but uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's very good one of the description. He's <laughs> in one of the originals. I can't remember. No, his
2: I name. know, I, but surprisingly, I actually do know who you're talking okay. about from that description.
0: We'll see. Um, Oh, go ahead, Al. So, like, how are are we doing the rest of the segment? Like, because I have a little bit list of like all the things that. Yeah.
2: So, I was just going to go through a couple more things about the documentary. And then, if I don't cover them, why don't you go over what you have? But these are just really quick. I just want your opinions Mm -hmm. on some of this stuff. So, what was up? Okay. So, and maybe I missed it. But he, another part, as much as he concentrates on the footprints, the other big thing that he concentrates on for the proof of Sasquatch is the fact that there's he'll find trees that have been oh, broken. Oh, this is the other thing, yes. That will be broken in half, about 8 to 10 feet yeah. up the trunk. In fact, I say
1: 95% of this documentary is him trying to to basically prove that Sasquatch exists because of these footprints
2: and these broken trees. Yes. Exactly. So... Do they ever explain why this, like broken trees like this, are like why would the Sasquatches be walking around just snapping a trees in half? Like, <laughs> I don't know if I missed something. Or I mean, he
1: said he witnessed it before, but uh, yeah, no, he doesn't really talk about it. But I guess their point is is that all the other trees around were fine, nothing else was broken, so. To them, you know, that's like, all right, wind isn't going to come in. Because if wind's going to come in and break some branches, they're going to urge some trees. several break several, several, trees, break several yeah. tree trunks. Because these are also kind of like dead trees. But, you know, it's literally like, I mean, I think it was like eight feet up. And it was snapped in a way that – it's like if you were to take a twig or, or a stick in your hands and then break it in half, that's the way that it looked. And so you had the top of this tree that was leaning and yeah, broken in that a manner.
0: perfect 90-degree angle snap.
1: And snaps. I was talking to somebody at work today. Now, uh, she is – she's actually one of the reasons why I started thinking about this as an actual topic because she was watching uh, a, a YouTube video – Um, that talked about, you know, Bigfoot, Bigfoot and, and the possibilities. And she's, she's definitely a believer in the fact that it is a possibility. Um, but I was telling her that like, it was interesting that he focused so much on these tree trunks that it's like, you know, okay, wind didn't do it. There's no bear claws on the tree trunks. So obviously it's gotta be a Bigfoot. (laughs) It's like, okay, you eliminated two
2: possibilities. But the third possibility is Sasquatch? So it was just interesting well, to more, me that... And, and more than that, because I get what you're saying as far as he's like, well, I witnessed the Sasquatch do this. So that was, I guess, his premise of like why this is a thing, yeah. right? But... Why? From the Sasquatch's point, <laughs> why? You, why? I mean, is it just like Sasquatch have like anger management <laughs> issues or something, and they're just like, "Oh, I've walked another t- hundred yards. I'm a t- tree. <laughs> <laughs> this one sucks." <laughs> but
0: like, yeah, like I just
2: I don't get what. I don't get purpose it The purpose is well, for a Sasquatch did, I, to break I a tree in there
0: half. was some mention of that all the trees were always broken and pointing in the same direction or something like that.
1: Oh, maybe I missed
2: that.
0: And I think there was a thing like that, but it's still... Why? What, are, what is it pointing towards? Towards Sasquatch's marking his way home. <laughs> He's like, I got to leave breadcrumbs and point. I mean, it's a big forest I'm in. I don't want to get lost. (laughs) (laughs) And
2: maybe that's it. Cause yeah, but it was just kind of interesting. Bigfoot Hansel and Gretel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Another thing that I noticed, and I don't know if you guys noticed it, is towards the beginning of the documentary he is actually. It's when he's first with the first professor that he goes out with, a professor mm-hmm. from the Idaho State or whatever. Yeah, um, he mentions that uh, he's ninety nine percent sure that they're in the forest with the Sasquatch, but he can't be a hundred percent because he has to leave some room for doubt, right? Yeah. But then after that, throughout the rest of the documentary, he mentions. That he's a hundred percent sure about everything mm-hmm. <laughs> the rest of the way. So it's just kind of interesting that he's just like he goes, he makes a point to be like, I can't be a hundred. You know, you always have to leave that element of doubt, and then the rest of the way, is like, Yeah, I'm hundred oh, percent sure. I'm a hundred percent sure that this was done by a sasquatch. Say it. it was a sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like he just he definitely has that. Like you said, he's always leading with his comments to try yeah and get it's kind of pushing his own person.
1: agenda on everybody Needing and it's like witness. and i can just tell you like when you're watching this did you guys get the sense that just <laughs> the professor was just super awkward the whole time like like he didn't want to say like yeah he knew that this was for a documentary and he probably agreed to it and he thought this might be fun but then he was like ah, oh, crap like i got like some credibility at
2: Stake here. Like, he I'm was a freaking professor. Like, overly, I can't
0: just, it's just like somebody who's trying to be overly nice yeah. and tolerant. Because every well, time. That's the other thing, yeah. is
2: there's the whole scene where the one professor, like, he's supposed to leave the next day. Mm-hmm. But by the light of the fire, he catches a glimpse of what he's like could be a Sasquatch, right? Yeah. So if he legit was like, they're like flat out was a Sasquatch, if this would be like the find of the century for somebody, especially in his position. Mm hmm. Don't you think that he call and be like, God, dude, I'm like literally like so close to finding Sasquatch." Yeah. I'm going to stay for an extra couple of days, but no, like he just like, "I got to get up and go. My flight is leaving before <laughs> was probably before
0: just, morning." So, he probably had all of his stuff packed by like midnight. Wait midnight night, he's waiting for day, daylight. Because I got to get out of here and <laughs> leave.
2: <laughs> um but yeah, did you what do you have, Al? Did you have any other th-
0: points or? Well, it was just funny to me um, that every so every time he he says that, that was like a sasquatch that growled or whatever to my right, and then there was a third one, a third sasquatch mm-hmm. like to the left that growled, and you can hear these growls. He also was layering background music on top of the growls. Yeah, I don't know if you guys un, if you guys caught that, but I was like, if these are legit growls of a sasquatch that you caught on tape, you're not gonna layer music onto it just to make like the show more intense and mm. be like, oh yeah, background music with these growls. No, you're gonna like, we gotta isolate that growl. Yeah, it's like you gotta isolate the growl so that people can hear it, right? Yeah. So it's another it's another thing of like you're destroying. Prime evidence that you supposedly have, and you're just destroying it.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a moment where he like, you guys heard the the term like white fanging. So it's like in white fang when the when the boy doesn't like the movie white fang. Yeah, yeah. So it's like he tells he tells the dog he loves the dog, but it's better if the dog is not or the the wolf is not with him. So he like tells the the wolf that he hates him. He's like get out of here. I don't want you anymore. And There was a moment. And it's like when he say that like he woke up and there was like a really aggressive one oh, yeah. that was just throwing rocks at him. And he like he gets up.
2: He's like all pissed off. He's gosh. He lights this oh, yeah. flare. He's like, I just had to pull
0: out the big flare. Yeah. It's like he pulls out a flare. And he's like,
2: get away.
1: <laughs> get away from me. Right, so
0: Because that's funny because that was one of the things I had on here. I wrote. Bad acting when yelling at Bigfoot (laughs) when he was scared. (laughs) Because it was like the worst, if you imagine somebody who's just like purposely acting bad.
2: Well, that and if he's really scared, like if you're really scared for your life, why would you like stop, get the camera set up, press record, then light your flare (laughs) and then start yelling at the at the Sasquatch but there was one other spot that I was just glaring to me so as Trav said he focused on the footprints Mm -hmm. like for a huge portion of this documentary right yeah so there's the scene that he's with the second professor and this is when he's saying I could hear the Sasquatches they were starting to surround us and they were making noises and stuff Mm -hmm. and the professor unfortunately has hard of hearing oh yeah and so he couldn't hear it at first so I was like listen listen like you can you hear him and it wasn't until they got closer, but he's like, there's one over there in those trees right there. And there's two of them coming down the road. And like, there's a super long, like straight, mm-hmm. muddy road, right? Yeah. If there was two Sasquatches walking down this road, supposedly... Wouldn't that be the first thing you would check in the morning to be mm-hmm. like, we should have some prime Bigfoot footprints <laughs> yeah. in the mud on the road mm-hmm. where these two Sasquatch were apparently walking straight towards them? Yeah. So I think again, we sound skeptical.
1: It's only because this was not a great documentary. Yeah. yeah no,
0: it's the documentary. This. So,
1: but that's kind of one of the problems that we're that we're getting at is one of the reasons why why it's so hard to believe in something like this is because there's so many inconsistencies out there and you have so many people who who want to prove it but they focus on the wrong things and and maybe it's just because they're just dreaming and dredging up stuff you know so but uh there are a couple of other things that that we've gone through um at least as far as our research goes uh, for this this podcast episode um so do you do you want me to jump into the yeah
2: so i think what we're want to do now is just now that we've kind of set up the groundwork of why it's there it's very frustrating because this is the kind of the of source material that's out there for the most part blurry pictures documentaries that never go anywhere i think there's like a finding bigfoot documentary on like animal planet i watch maybe one or two episodes but from what i gather from what i hear from people it's like they never find him yeah
1: well there, yeah there's they, a there's a show about it that's like got various seasons of yeah, them trying to find they're like almost
2: 100 episodes in yeah or something. and
1: what they do is they go from town to town and they go to like these and they're these little towns little towns enough that or i guess little enough to where like people still go and meet at a town hall it's kind of like uh Um, Pawnee, Indiana in, uh, in Parks and (laughs) Rec Rec, where they, where they all go and they still meet. And, uh, and so they, they gather these people and they ask them like, you know, has anybody ever had uh, an encounter with Bigfoot, Sasquatch, or whatever you guys want to call them. And then they, they take these accounts and then they kind of pick like in each episode, like one or two of them that they find are credible. And then they go and kind of explore those areas And a lot of it is just a bunch of, like, them. It's always them out in the middle of the night, like, clanking sticks. Just like. (laughs) And guess what? hundred episodes or so, and they still haven't found one. So. It should be called Never Finding Bigfoot. (laughs) Never Finding
2: Him. (laughs) Or Her. But, um, yeah, so, but basically the direction we want to take this in is. If we had to try and explain, okay, why do we not have any definitive proof? Maybe these are a couple of the things that we're going to get into now briefly are a couple of potential reasons. I guess you could say that may be the reason that we can't find definitive proof on Bigfoot. And so Mm -hmm. the first one is basically that the government is covering it up. It's all conspiracy th- as far as the government goes. Yeah. And that's what Trav's going to cover and get into. Yeah. For a couple You're
1: never later. going to have something like this, like a Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster, or the Chupacabra, the Jersey Devil, whatever you want to call it, without having there be some type of connection with the
0: government. <laughs> that's what I was just going to say. you <laughs> like, would be like, what interest does the government have a Bigfoot?
1: I don't know, but... There is the idea out there that for whatever reason, the government is heavily involved in making sure that these creatures are kept under wraps. And maybe it's because um, they are just so you know – they're so important. Um, They just – and they're very kind creatures. That's what we've heard. They're very kind creatures and just they want to be left alone. And the government knows about them just like they know about aliens. But they're just making sure that – because what happens if it gets out? It becomes this huge frenzy. I mean, right now you just have a bunch of locos going around in the woods, <laughs> um, you know, risking their lives to find something that may or may not exist. But if it actually really did exist, can you imagine the frenzy that it would be? Just everybody's going camping now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: finding Like I'm going up there in those mountains. Which is true. But if you really think about it, like the government isn't some kind of... Like non-personal entity or something. I mean, the government is literally just a bunch of people. So, well, that's the thing when it comes back to government conspiracies. Sometimes it's like, why would these thousands of people that work for the government be like, oh, we're just going to keep our mouths shut?
1: So that actually takes me into this story that I'm about to tell. Because like the biggest one. Um, That I could find like there's uh, there's a story out there about uh, this guy who's part of like this Bigfoot research foundation that reached out to the um, to the FBI uh, to have them analyze some hair and some skin because they analyzed it and couldn't, you know, figure it out. There was it was you know no known species in this continent you know that there was a match to and then they send it to the FBI and there's this big old back and forth like and you can actually go online and read these FBI like letters back and forth from this from this guy and then it comes back later that it's like it, it's just white tailed deer <laughs> so and so
0: you know i heard about yeah, that somewhere.
1: was it actually white tailed deer was it a cover up that's the question that people are obviously going to ask i don't know why the FBI would be like you know Man, like, you really got to tell them that this is white-tailed deer. <laughs> but uh, – so just, just just let them know. But no, the, the one that I'm talking about here is back in 1980, um, there was the, uh, the huge uh, eruption of Mount St. Helen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it caused – you know i mean a land like a huge landslide i mean the side of the mountain the side of the mountain slid like off. slid off and it was like this huge deal right and i mean there were like i think they they reported that like 60 humans died um from it but that the biggest thing was just wildlife i mean that's where it was
0: yeah, I, mean, I mean an entire mountain slides yeah. part like it's going to affect a lot of so, wildlife if you haven't like I would recommend you go to YouTube and you watch actual footage of it because it's like mind boggling to see literally the entire side of a mountain come off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, so that area, I guess, has always been known to be like a nest for for Bigfoot sightings. And, uh, and so the after the eruption and, and, and all the, the chaos had, had settled, you had the, um, Oh, what was it? It's the United States Army Corps and engineers that were going in, and their job was to basically, like, go in and start cleaning up the 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 forest area. I mean, you had a lot of dead animal carcasses all over, and they were just piling them up, they were picking them up in nets, connecting it to because uh, obviously you can't get like vehicles up there, so they're connecting them to these helicopters, and they're lifting them out and everything, and um, and let me just pull this up really quick so I can just kind of read you what the, what it said. So, uh, there are stories that the entire operation to recover possibly five or six Bigfoot from the pulverized remains of Mount St. Helen was coordinated by the United States Army Corps and Engineers. So the USACE, which is the short term for, or the, the acronym for it notes that its role is to deliver vital public and military engineering services partnering in peace and war to strengthen our nation's security, energize the economy, and reduce risks from disaster. Um, so in other words, the USACE would indeed have been the ideal body to have played a central role in these recoveries. So basically, like there were some witnesses that all of a sudden started seeing like these these helicopters taking off and in these nets, they had like these, these hairy beings that were just there. And they're like, holy crap, those are freaking big things big foots but it's like they were they could they see them clearly or could it so just be see. like a
2: mass of like several deer
1: um i don't know see that's the thing like your mind sees what it wants to see right yeah. like it may be you know it just may be a clump of things and they're like oh man that was like a like a almost like a human but a very hairy human so um But so in 2012, a story surfaced from a formal National Guardsman who maintained that he was actually on site at least uh, at least some of the or at some of the Bigfoot recoveries where where they occurred, Um, undercover and extensive and everything was undercover and extensive secrecy. You know because you know why would they want you know they don't want people coming up and doing all that. But anyway, so he uh, there was a lot of claimed you know, dead bodies from the Bigfoot, but there's also a part where he walks into this tent and there are a couple of like alive but badly burnt Bigfoot that the army um corps were were helping and, and aiding. And apparently there were also reports from this this guy that there were other like alive and well Bigfoot members of, you know, their family members that were like aiding the army corps into like showing them like where they need to go to help find and rescue other animals and other Bigfoot and things like that. So that's just kind of like the, the story that surfaced just a few years ago. I mean, well, it was seven years ago. but um, But the thing that it talks about is that since then – All of the people that were involved in that cleanup, none of them actually came out and said, yeah, oh, yeah, like, Mm. because you think that like, I mean, somebody's going to say something, especially like if they knew that they could get tons of money, like they're going to say something and it's only this one man that is saying that it actually happened. Yeah. So that's where the problem lies. Like you could have a government cover
2: up, but not everybody's going to shut their dang mouths. Yeah. I mean... Just look at politics in general, like there, nothing stays a secret forever. Yeah. So why would these things specifically stay secrets? You know. Yeah. So, so
1: that's that's just one reason um, why we may not know about them is because maybe the government is heavily involved in it. But I
2: don't know. Yeah. What about you, Dan? So uh, an alternate uh, theory out there is basically that Bigfoot. Or Sasquatch is an, actually an interdimensional being and is not actually uh, kind of like a like a giant ape that just resides here in his flesh and blood twenty four seven on Earth, you know. Mm. And that's why we basically can't find them. So, a, na- a man by the name of John Keel, uh, he apparently was the author of the Mothman prophecies, was the first mm. to coin a term uh, called ultra terrestrial. Which basically means that it's beings from a parallel dimension mm-hmm. is, is what ultra terrestrial means. But since he kind of came out with that theory, now you have the Bigfoot community that's split into two facets, right? So you have one side that's like, nope, Bigfoot is just a giant ape that hides in the mountains. It's just it's just a matter of like we just have to find them and capture them or or find a body or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And they are very upset with the other side who thinks that they're inner dimensional beings or ultra terrestrials. And to me, the first thing that came to mind was that's like the kettle, call, or that's the proverbial kettle calling the kettle black.
1: Pot, <laughs> Pot calling oh, the that's kettle what black. What's the proverbial kettle calling the kettle black? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. I knew I was getting that wrong. I was like, I swear it didn't say kettle twice, but yeah, I mean, but basically it's just these two facets. Neither one has definitive proof of their theories, but they're fighting amongst each other, you know, instead of what probably would be more helpful is if they work together Mm. and and try to find scientific uh, proof. But there was another, uh, it's not a documentary. It's more of like a talk that I found a video of on, uh, YouTube, I will be the first to admit, I did not watch the entire thing. It was almost two hours long. Oh Um, but I just started watching it and I ended up watching the first 30 to 45 minutes or so. Um, but after, at that point I got the, I mean, I'm fairly certain I got the gist that the guy was now just going into like more personal stories and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But the first section was more him describing to everyone that, they are, in fact, these inner-dimensional beings with one facet. I don't understand this. Like, if we go back to it, the dude that was in the documentary that we watched, mm-hmm. how would you describe his hairstyle? Uh, business in front, party in the back. Yes. This professor was, All like, up? in a suit. He was, like, talking. The first shot you see is him from the front and you just see, like he looks kind of like a professor <laughs> but then it goes to a sh- side shot of him and he's got a ponytail mm. like in the back and so i'm like why
1: typical bigfoot yeah, why do all the
2: <laughs> why do all the bigfoot researchers have ponytails that is the real mystery <laughs> but no so i mean he talks about in his in his speech or whatever that the Sasquatch R and D these interdimensional dimensional beings that travel between dimensions. Um, he said that basically there are these different groups. So there's like the main interdimensional Sasquatch and you can recognize them because they have longer faces and their arms like extend down past their knees. Mm-hmm. So like that's the main ones. He also describes them as a hundred times more advanced than we are as humans and they are more human than humans. <laughs> Oh, that's okay. an exact quote from him
0: <laughs> How is more that? human than humans
2: okay so, so this
0: crayon it's more red than red
1: <laughs> this crayon is more crayon than crayon <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I mean I think he tries to explain afterwards he's like cause like they're just so much more understanding and and they don't kill each other and like, there's more, no hate like, yeah. is that like but it's still funny cause you can't be more human than hu- a human. Yeah. Because it's like an oxymoron of, part of being a human might be having flaws, Yeah, <laughs> you know, but I just found that interesting and, and kind of comical. But then he also says there's another group. They're called the ancient ones. They have rounder faces and their arms are more proportional to their body. Much like about the same proportionality as human beings have as far as our arms to our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, But he said, the women in this, in the Ancient Ones group, are actually very, very attractive to the point that they actually could win Miss America pageants. (laughs) (laughs) What?
1: (laughs) This guy's got a fetish.
2: That's that's all I'm saying. He's got something going on there. Uh, I mean, as far as I know, I didn't see any pictures. He didn't even have any pictures as part of his presentation, but that's... (laughs) That's what he said. Is like They're very attractive. Um, there's another group called the Guardians. These are more werewolf-looking uh, Bigfoot. And their job is to guard the interdimensional portals that the main group of interdimensional Sasquatch use to travel back and forth between dimensions. Oh. So I guess they're more just there like if you try to get into one of the portals, Good luck, because you're going to get attacked by a guardian. <laughs> that's,
1: that's why we never see Bigfoot, because as soon as you are getting close to one, they're like, open up a portal. They're like, Whoa, and you are just like, yeah. just right they through. They just <laughs> slip right through,
2: and then you're like, that's why you're like, you catch a glimpse, but you're like, wait, what was that? And then it's, and then it's gone, gone, because, because it's already a portal. Through the portal.
1: Although I feel like I would uh, probably notice a big gaping hole in reality. In the space time continuum, continuum before, like, oh, check it out. Bigfoot, freaking A, there's a freaking hole in the (laughs)
0: space time. (laughs) Just just nothing.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, pretty much.
0: Interdimensional portal.
2: And then finally, he said there's a fourth group. They're called Stick Indians. (laughs) And these are very slender beings that were dropped off here on Earth by spaceships. And there are six of them in Kauai and 12 of them in Maui. I don't know why. Like they still exist. Yeah, like they they're just, living. They're in Kauai and Maui, okay. doing something. Like I think he was trying. I don't know. I, honestly, like honestly, there are six
1: of them in Kauai. How many in
2: Maui? Twelve. Twelve of them in Maui.
1: Coincidentally, they all own little shaved ice huts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. And barbecue, but pork. they like they like <laughs> milk on their snow cones. I think it's super weird. but like whatever.
0: Coconut milk or something. <laughs> but. So, what's that? What's it called again? Is it Occam's Razor? Or, or what's yeah. the principle that, like. But the, it's basic- the, what, No, not Occam's Razor. The principle where, like, the, the simplest, simplest answer, explanation or simplest answer is normally, like, going to be the correct answer. Yeah. Or something like that. It's Occam, Occam's Razor. Oh, it right? is. Occam's Razor? Yeah. This the just simplest seems like,
2: explanation is the
0: correct explanation. This just seems like you took. A Bigfoot, which could have been a relatively simple explanation. And you just, just – oh, we're going to add layers and layers of just ridiculousness. Yeah. And, so that's the other thing is that – And in or comp, complexity. Complexity? Com- complexity. And then that's going to be the correct theory of what's really yeah. going
2: on. Well, I mean we've talked about this with other theories before, but it does sometimes seem like someone comes and starts a theory – and then somebody asked a question and then I think Alan's way of describing it was like, wait, hold on, let me think about it for a while. And then they come back the next day and they're like, okay, so then this is also what happens. Like, in, I think it was like with the yeah. Flat Earthers or something yeah. like that, right? So. Yeah, sometimes I mean the amount of complexity that they get because now it's like not only are these like these interdimensional beings, but they're tied with UFOs and like mm-hmm. all these different things, right? They're or, dropped off by are they, are they Bigfoot or are they aliens? Like what do you yeah. want? Yeah. yeah, and so he also says there's seven different races of Bigfoot all over the world. He doesn't specifically go into them, other than he says they can range anywhere from three to twelve feet tall. So there's little Bigfoot, and there's big Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Um He says that some of the Sasquatch have been known to be cannibals uh, by Native American tribes, but that is because these Native American tribes were at war with the Sasquatch, tried killing them. So the Sasquatch decided that if we ever catch one of them, we're just going to have them for dinner. And then he cracked a joke, something like, I mean, why do we need to go out? Because we got food right here. (laughs) And then there was a little chuckle from the crowd. It's just like a sl- a slight, like, <laughs> <laughs> like an uncomfortable, like, what? <laughs> like,
1: I thought, like, when are we gonna get our free hotel room? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought this was like a timeshare thing. I didn't have to listen to this guy talk about freaking alien big feet.
2: When they said timeshare, I didn't know we had to share our time with this man. This is, this is ridiculous. Uh, um, buffet. <laughs> But yeah, he says that another reason that people don't see the Sasquatch very often is because the Sasquatch don't trust us. Um, And so, and they also, because he talks about the whole like, basically, it doesn't matter how much proof you have via like video or photos, right? Like, no one's going to believe it until you produce a body. Well, for Sasquatch, their their bodies are very sacred to them. So they're never going to allow like one of their bodies to be found. They're always going to take the bodies and move them into like back through the interdimensional portal mm-hmm. apparently. Um, and then also he lets you know that Sasquatch can communicate telepathically, which is something that he does with a Sasquatch. Um, and when he's telling the stories, it's, it's kind of entertaining. Like I said, I kind of stopped after about 10 minutes though, cause it was kind of just like the same thing, but he's just like, and then I got in my car and then they started communicating with me telepathically again. And they said, Hey, yo, we're in a UFO above you. You can't see us. We're cloaked. But we're here. But we're going we're right above you. We're going to follow you to your friend's house. And, and then we're going to egg his house. And then <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> Call. This is interesting. So, I mean, I will post a link to this doc, like this video as well uh in the show notes, but So that, this
0: guy is also schizophrenic.
2: I <laughs> you know. It's very interesting I don't know how to explain it other than it literally looked like for much of his talk that I saw that he was making it up on the spot. You know how yeah. when people are like making stuff up, they have to pause a lot <laughs> and to think about like, where am I going next with this story? Mm-hmm. But that's kind of how I thought uh, or how it looked. But, um, and then finally, I mean, just some food for thoughts. Um, again, it goes back to the whole clear picture thing These people will, I mean, is there some kind of like energy or interdimensional source that's causing all these pictures to either like be blurry or for the camera equipment to fail and not work uh, anymore? That's just one thought of like why we can't catch it. Another theory is that that parallel dimension that they hide in. Mm -hmm. Do you remember when we talked about the lizard people? Yes. Several episodes ago. Yes. How they apparently can vibrate in such a way that. Like you see a human, but they're really like a lizard. <laughs> yes, because that is like an amazing,
1: hiding. amazing power.
2: <laughs> I'm going to vibrate into another being.
0: <laughs> but in a way, they're like hiding in like a
2: different yeah. dimension
0: or something like that. You can always still tell that they're a lizard person, even though they look like a human being, because they sound like a I am Mark. Yeah, pretty much. Like they're talking through a fan.
2: <laughs> but yeah, so like Dad's yeah, name's Mark. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you get that
0: from? <laughs> I don't know. It's just the first name the popped had. Uh
2: but the, yeah, so there's a theory that they're maybe not like from like a completely different dimension altogether, but instead they are from like a dimension that's just like in essence super close and parallel, but they can kind of just like hide in there. Um Briefly, if they need to, mm-hmm. like out of sight, so basically it's like a spatial dimension that they can go into that we can't perceive as human beings and they can hide and so maybe they are like literally standing next to you, but you can't see them mm-hmm. because they're in like a separate spatial dimension like like the spirit world, yes, yeah, so I mean it's just it's just interesting there's like all kinds of stories out there of how these Sasquatch can obviously evade you and and avoid being detected or whether it's the help of the government um, covering it up you know but again that's hard to believe because you would literally have to have thousands of people keeping the secret yeah and we all know that a group of just a few people have a very hard time keeping a secret Mm -hmm. let alone a group of like a thousand people you know yeah and so, and there's like one final, like interesting, weird story, but there's a guy named by the name of Dallas Gilbert who claims that Bigfoot uh, can communicate with him telepathically as well. And they taught him uh, the sacred Bigfoot language, and he can use that to summon the Sasquatch when he speaks it. So he, f- he claims
0: that at one point in time, he was out there. Is the language just whistling? <laughs> I know that was a thing from the documentary. I, I I actually had that on my list. I was like, why in this documentary? Why does he keep just whistling <laughs> at the Bigfoot? Yeah, he's like, I'm super scared right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but this guy apparently stepped into and through accidentally a Bigfoot portal, mm. and I hate found when that happens. And found himself standing in a prehistoric world, which is apparently where the Bigfoot are originally from my question was twofold one how did the guardians not catch him first because shouldn't they be protecting the portals and two and two how did he get back
1: yep that would be my question
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's like to tell what is the uh,
1: the language that they speak well, I don't know a lot, but it goes a little something like this: oo ee, oo ah ah, ting, tang tang, <laughs> wala wala, bing bang.
2: And
0: then he shrugged my
2: head. <laughs> so,
0: well, you know, whenever I find <coughs> myself accidentally stepping into a prehistoric world, I don't go anywhere near those butterflies. Nope, would not do not it. Not even close. <laughs> butterflies, what? am I forgetting? Butterfly effect oh because then you step on a butterfly and then the whole future's changed that's right okay so we're gonna
1: end here but before we do uh just a little preface into a couple weeks from now we're going to have an episode which we are calling uh scary stories to tell on a podcast where we are going to be writing some scary stories and reading them here on the podcast but we're throwing a little curveball out here. Like, we're not just going to be able to just make something up completely. Um, we're going to have some things that are kind of uh, forcing Almost our like, yeah. hand.
2: Almost like a hybrid Mad Lib situation. Yeah.
1: So we're each picking from a, a, a bowl here, two persons, two places, two things. And how we came up with that,
2: Trav, is just the fact that they're all nouns. Nouns. Makes Types it of easy. nouns.
1: And these <laughs> things that we pick... We have to include in our story, and the story isn't going to be that long—maybe uh, like a page and a half or something like that. But these things have to be in it. So we're going to write the stories, and um, and then we're like I said, we're going to read them. But then we also kind of want to post uh, something
0: out there so that
1: uh, you guys can let us know which one you think was the scariest or the best story told. Yeah. Are we? So, is there
0: like any length? that we're talking a certain length like a page and about. a half
1: two yeah. pages we're
0: thinking total like read
2: time between five and seven minutes okay or something like that so yeah a couple pages uh,
1: knowing um, us we can take a five to seven <laughs> page or five to seven minute story and turn it turned it into like a half hour Yeah, yeah but that's just our gift
2: but we figure <laughs> if we can even keep it to 15 minutes each that's 45 minutes of material and that's about what we want to shoot for, for a segment like that. So, um, but basically to preface how we got these things, I literally went online and Googled random things lists and, (laughs) and random people's lists. And there's actually algorithm like base things that are out there that you just click submit and it'll like randomly generate like things or people. Mm -hmm. And then for the places, I just found a interesting article that said the top 20 weirdest places on earth so then I just took a handful of those and incorporated them in here. So we're going to each pick two things, two places, and two, th- and two people, and those are the things that we're going to have to incorporate into our story. So Trav, do you want to do the honors and, and pick, pick right now? The first thing we're going to be pulling is things. Okay. So what's your first thing, Trav? First thing is headphones. All right. He has to incorporate headphones. Second thing. Next is a drill press. Oh, man, I (laughs) wanted that one. You can make scary things out of headphones (laughs) and drill presses. (laughs) Okay, Alan, pick two things out of this bowl.
0: It's very, very technical uh, work that we're doing here on the podcast. The first thing is a balloon. All right. That ought to be relatively easy. (laughs) I know. I know where you can go with that story. (laughs) Second one is... Packing peanuts.
2: <laughs> Man, you guys are getting all the good
0: things. Really? I don't know. <laughs> <Where> <laughs> like I said,
2: I just randomly generated 10 random things. All right. So, Danny, pick. Okay. I mean, uh, yes, I will. <laughs> so <dumb. laughs> My first thing is a cork. Did you pick two? My you didn't second do what we did and just pick thing... two at the same time? Alan didn't. <laughs> is whiteout.
0: This is gonna be difficult. I feel Dude, like. just such a throw the, throw Alan under the bus type person. <laughs> Alan didn't.
2: All right, so the next thing. Wait, hey, what were yours? Is... So mine is cork and whiteout. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, if you look at the different lists balloon, packing peanuts, I can do scary stuff with that. Headphones, drill press, I can do scary stuff with that. Cork and whiteout, have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to know what you're doing scary with a packing peanut. <laughs>
0: Okay, <laughs> the <laughs> next thing How long are you going to just <laughs> They're mixed up enough uh,
1: <laughs> He's mixing up ten pieces of paper
2: like it <laughs> Alright, the next is people
1: Alright, first is Harrison Ford oh, Lucky Ooh. And next is Joe Montana oh, uh, uh, Lucky Lucky <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> I can make something scary with Harrison Ford and Joe Montana.
2: <laughs> your your story is like freaking writing itself.
0: He's mixing them up, but he has to do it over his head. So that he, you're not even the one choosing. Ellen, <laughs> who are your people? My peeps are Emma Watson. Oh, lucky, I'm <laughs> and Demi Lovato. What? <laughs> I could totally work them into a the story. <laughs> it has to be appropriate. <laughs> no, I was saying like <laughs> Just, maybe they're friends. Emma Watson and Demi Lovato. They could totally be friends, right? Yeah, sure. like they couldn't be friends with anyone else. Like Harrison Ford or Joe Montana. That's a stretch for them to be friends. I don't know. <laughs> they're like <laughs> the same age. Well, I think Harrison Ford might be older. Alright, my people
2: Stephen Hawking <laughs> Lucky <laughs> I can't make anything okay, you, out of this <laughs> When you write it and you
1: write anything <laughs> that Stephen Hawking says you, you have to read it <laughs>
2: like Stephen Hawking <laughs> and Jennifer Lopez Oh, <laughs> That's an odd pair Yeah, I don't see how they could be friends <laughs> Who says they have to be friends though in this story? All right, finally. It's already mixed. It's places. No Trav, I- <laughs> what are your places? All right. I got
1: the Giant's Causeway in Northern Ireland. What oh, the heck? Lucky.
0: Know. The what?
2: The Giant's Causeway in Northern know. Ireland. I don't know what that is. So, um just a reminder about this um you guys have to research what these places are so that you can describe them as part of your story. Got it. Okay. Next
1: is Spotted Lake in British Columbia, Canada.
0: What the, why do we have
2: to
1: do two places?
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> It's going to make it more interesting to see how you transition from one of them to the other. So somehow you got to go from Ireland to British Columbia in your story. Or
0: <laughs> vice versa. Yeah, or vice versa.
2: Alan, your places are... <laughs>
0: The Bermuda Triangle, Lucky. North North Atlantic Ocean. I like how you had to write where the Bermuda Triangle is. In case Some you don't people know, North Atlantic know. Ocean. <laughs> the, the Nazca Lines, Peru. Oh, I think I know what that is.
1: Are those, those, like, like all those, like pictures in the in the ground
2: that you can only see from the from an aerial view. Is that what those are? I think so. They're kind of like, yeah, like the. Are they? Like the the alien type yeah, of whatever. Yeah. How do you spell that again? I can't remember. NASCA is N-A-S-C. Just guess. It's
1: not like we need to know exactly what <laughs> it's how it's spelled <laughs> to do this.
2: Okay. Danny, what are your places? Well, my first place is Sokotra Island in Yemen. <laughs> That's how it's said. I guess I'm going to Yemen. Sokotra. My story sucks. All right. Second place, Thor's Well in Oregon, USA.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thor's Well?
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, now that we've done
1: that, so just, you know... Be ready for some, <laughs> apparently some weird stories coming up. I don't even know if they're going to be scary. Yeah. So decide for we're
2: gonna yourself. We're going to be so worried
1: about making sure that we get these <laughs> two locations in that <laughs> we're not going to know what's going on. But So decide for yourself. Would
2: you rather have Balloon, Packing Peanuts, Emma Watson, Demi Lovato, Bermuda Triangle, and Nazca lines as a story to write from, or Headphones, Drill Press, Harrison Ford, Joe Montana, Giants, Causeway, Spotted Lake, Or Cork, Whiteout, Stephen Hawking, Jennifer Lopez, Socatra Island, Thor's Well. (laughs) I really want Stephen Hawking. Like, I'll (laughs) trade you. I can tell you from this that I am going to have the most difficult time coming up with a scary story while the other two have stories that have written themselves. (laughs) Sure.
1: (laughs) All right. There you have it, guys. Uh, Thanks for tuning in this week. We did go a little bit long, but uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, let us know what your thoughts are on Bigfoot. Do you believe? Do you not believe? Like, I mean, if you've had some type of, like, uh, maybe close encounter or something that you – Phil is relevant to what we talked about today. Let us know. Catch us on our uh, social media pages, which Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter, and that's at QCO Podcast. We also have a website at QCOPodcast.com. Um, and then, you know, follow us or, or subscribe to to our YouTube page um, and you can catch us there as well. So uh, make sure that you leave us five stars and a review and uh, just interact with us, Uh, ask us questions. If you'd like to hear us talk about something um, that you're interested in, just let us know. But um, again, thanks for listening to us and
2: we will catch you next week.